Hey, all you bar nuts out there, what's going on? This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked. Are you looking to improve your male hormone health? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days. Did you know that in the last 40 years, healthy sperm counts have dropped 50% globally? Hormonal imbalance and reduced levels of testosterone are becoming a huge concern for males nowadays. Male hormones are important for a number of different functions, such as sperm production, maintaining a very, very healthy sex drive, and maintaining muscle strength and mass. Some of the main symptoms of hormonal imbalance include low energy or fatigue, ED, which we talked about in an episode, low sex drive or libido, infertility, anxiety or depression, bloating and headaches. I didn't even know that until now. So how does the process work, you might ask? Let me tell you. The test is delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect a blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to the accredited laboratory in a prepaid label, guys, and you'll receive support and guidance from, you guessed it, the Let's Get Checked medical team who are available 24-7 to offer you your personalized advice and what you need to know about your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Check wants you to join their community with a 20% discount using the code, you guessed it, BARCHATS20. So check them out. That's Let's Get Checked. More information in our show notes. And remember, no matter what you do or where you go, sip something. What's a beer? What's a cocktail? What do you recommend? Where should we go? Why do we eat turkey for Thanksgiving? Bro, turkey is fire. Hammer turkey, though. Don't even get me started on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Join us on our journey through your local breweries in your backyard. And ours, while we talk about serious yet not-so-serious topics about life, family, and friends. I'm Jay. I'm Deuce. And this is Bar Chats. You ready? Let's roll. Hey, what's up, Bar Chats? Hey. I'm Jay. And Deuce. And today, we're actually going to hit up um, somebody that we, we went to their bar not that long ago, before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, it's a great place in the SGV. Yeah. Um, it there is yeah. called... Ogopogo. Ogopogo. Um, so we have Jason De La Torre. We're actually going to give him a call. Um, so... Stay tuned. Deuce is going to give you a little feedback while I go ahead and uh, dial a phone number. And um, yeah. Yeah. So Ogopogo is a nice little spot that we checked out a long time ago. And um, I think Ogopogo actually comes from a Canadian folklore. Uh, The Ogopogo are Ogi is a lake monster said to inhabit Lake Okanaga in British uh, Columbia. Um, so yeah, we're gonna ask Jason about that too. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. Oh yeah! Here we go. <laughs> Hello. Hey Jason, it's Jay from Bar Chats. Hey Jason. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? So just to let you know, we are recording right now live. Um, Thank you for being on the call with us. Sorry, I just switched to uh, headphones. Oh, no, you're good. Okay. (laughs) Could you hear me now? Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool, man. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of Bar Chats, man. 
no problem. <laughs> I, lo I love your swag, bro. I, I you know, I love it. <laughs> so um, we're actually here pouring up um, Shirley. We're going to start drinking some uh, Shirley Hazy IPA. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, it was the first Hazy IPA that we made. Um, I guess the, the big thing that stands out is uh, when I was working at Mason Aleworks is when I first was introduced to Idaho, Idaho 7 hops. Okay. And I was a big fan of it. I used it in a beer that I released there. The new one is the IPA. We like naming our beers after mythical creatures. And I just Googled Idaho mythological creatures and turned up they have a lake monster called Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that came to be. That's pretty dope, man. That's pretty dope. So, um, so how, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been a brew, brewsman or brewmaster? Um, well, I haven't mastered anything, but uh, <laughs> I've been brewing, I think, nine years now. Okay. I'm not very good with timelines, but I think that that sounds moderately accurate. <laughs> Close enough, right? Close enough. So tell me, uh, uh, why did you guys start? Um, well, my business partner and I met, I won't even try to think of how many years ago, but um, <laughs> we both worked at St. Archer in San Diego years ago, and he was running the lab there at the time. And I had actually moved back to San Diego to do the Mason Aleworks gig, but they were behind schedule, and I had a friend who worked at St. Archer who hired me there and Ryan, my business partner, was looking for a lab assistant and he'd been trying out different people. I had a little bit of experience and we just clicked. We worked really well together. Nice. And days days in the lab, we'd always talk about how we both separately wanted to open a brew pub one day and it was always to do pizza and beer. We didn't want to do it in <laughs> San Diego just because we have pizza port already and right, right. his wife was living in Los Angeles and I had already planned on doing this in Los Angeles years before. And then we just worked so well together that we decided why not just do it together. And then we uh, could never find a building that would accommodate uh, our need to have a kitchen. Uh, it requires a lot of parking right, or right. a place that we could afford. So we went the opposite route and, went with a larger production uh, brewery with a fairly decent-sized tasting room. <clears throat> yeah, your, ta your tasting room is actually really, really nice. Um, the first time we went there, um, it was, it w I want to say it was last year. Yeah. Um, last and year. you guys had, like, upside-down umbrellas in the outside area? <laughs> yeah, we still do. Well, what's left of them? They kind of <laughs> deteriorated. Oh, okay. All right. We felt bad uh, seeing what weather has done to that. We were actually planning on uh, planting vines this year because Ooh. we were releasing our first wines. But oh, now nice. we don't know when that's going to happen. Right. The, uh, right. When we're going to open the taste room, I guess. No, I feel you. No, and, uh, you know, right now, that, that's pretty much why we're doing this. With uh, We're reaching out to a lot of, a lot of breweries um, to see what we could do to help. Um, we we, we want to expose um, just the local community and and everyone that listens in 
about you know local breweries and just to help you guys out i know that um, right now is definitely a hard time for everybody um you know we're we got we got some brews um from you guys and you know we we went to go pick them up we bought them and you know we want to support as much as we possibly can absolutely well we definitely appreciate that um Sorry, I'm eating. Um, <laughs> that was no, don't, don't worry, don't worry, man. We just ordered Postmates. Our Postmates guy is gonna be here in like five minutes. <laughs> um, it's it's been a pretty. One of the questions you guys emailed me was, uh, "How is the community rallying right. behind yeah. you?" And like when this whole thing started, it was a big panic. I definitely am guilty of not taking it seriously enough. Uh, <laughs> days leading up to it, it really took the actual shutdown to make me pay attention and realize oh this is a this is a real thing yeah um so we were normally closed mondays and tuesdays anyway so it gave me two days to build an online store and see what it was going to be like um just doing to-go sales and then offering a delivery i think it took us about a week to get that in order but the first week just blew us away we just Open on Wednesday, and we were blown away with how much support there was in the community. Oh, that's we great. figured that, like, oh, it's probably just the first week. Everyone's being so supportive; numbers will drop, and uh, it's definitely not the case. Like, it's gone up, and it's it's really cool to see how much people want us to survive. And it's also cool to see that one of the things that we always set out to do was have a place for a community. For people to come meet people, hang out, and it's uh, definitely become that. We've—I mean, I have lifelong friends that I have met because we opened our doors two years ago. Yeah, um, I, I definitely love the place and location. I—I I, I know that you had the um, umbrellas, but I—I I wanted to ask you, like, why did you have upside down umbrellas? Uh, we knew that moving into like a commercial space that there's definitely going to be something we're going to have to do for sound deadening. Oh, okay. And we had looked into a lot of options. We looked at doing uh, pool noodles uh, <laughs> all over the ceiling. Right. I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I forget where I saw it, but it looked really cool. But it was one of those things that like you would have to use a lot of them and you had to be really precise. Right. Our ceilings were lower than what would be ideal for that approach. And my business partner's brother is our architect. Oh, okay. He wanted to do the uh, umbrella idea outside on the patio anyway. And so we thought, why not just mirror it inside, put them upside down. Oh, that's dope. A little, oh, that's a little happy accident uh, <laughs> in our logo. Yeah, because I like the... Yeah, the the and two it serpents, like, it looks right? Like an upside down umbrella. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that. Um, uh, so Ogopogo, I was looking it up, and and did, was that the first name that you guys came up with, or was there a lot of different uh, mythical creature names? Yeah, because I, I have I have a lot of <laughs> mythical creatures, especially the Norse kind. But um, I, why Ogopogo? So we didn't set out to do anything with mythology. It, okay. Oddly enough, was. Ryan's uh, dorky attraction to palindromes. Oh, so, <laughs> that's so funny. We, it was, while we were working in St. Archer, we were dumping yeast, uh, just 
sitting on a couple of tanks and he's reading me a list of palindromes on his phone. <laughs> I, I hated the idea. Uh, <laughs> but when he got to Ogopogo, I liked the sound of it. And um, I also do all of our graphic design. So it was a big thing to me that whatever direction we went, it, it needed to be inspired. And he said, Ogo Pogo. I said, I don't know what that is, but I like the, the sound of it. And he's like, oh, it's a lake monster in British Columbia. It's kind of like their Loch Ness monster. Right. And really quickly, uh, we said, like, can we name all the beers after folklore? And that way we don't have to do the stupid, not to make fun of anybody that comes up with clever <laughs> beer games. I just, I hate doing it. And this makes it so much easier. Right. Right. That's dope. No, I thought this was very creative. Um, I definitely haven't seen that before. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, wait a minute, what is that? And looking it up and I was like, oh, wow, it's like mythology. Um, does he come up with all the names or um, is it a, a team effort? Or Yeah, it's a group effort. I mean, a lot of times, like with Charlie, uh, we try to come up with something that makes sense with an ingredient or where the style of beer uh, originates. Uh, like today, we released La Llorona, and it's a Mexican lager. And nice. Many many folks told us like, if you're gonna have a Mexican lager, you have to use this name. And so uh, I agree. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun doing the can art. Um, That's dope. Every huh? time, every time, it's it's a lot of fun just doing the research on the folklore and deciding how we're going to present it that's interesting when it when it when it comes down to um because that that tells you you have thousands and thousands and thousands of possible uh beer names <laughs> man right. because yeah. folklore on like everything you got um you know the 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 what what is oh baba duke baba duke <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge baba duke fan just just saying <laughs> We've not gone down that road yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, you know, we're 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 pretty much talking about the um, the titles of the beer. But I gotta say, this hazy IPA, thumbs up, man. I'm not a like I'm not a huge IPA drinker, um, but this one has a nice body, smooth finish. Um, so good job on that. When it comes down to, I, I, I'm definitely, definitely in my top. Yeah, definitely in my really top. Good. What do you, well, thank you. What do you suggest? Okay. We have three other ones that we're gonna we're gonna try for. So we have the cider, um, the dry apple cider. Uh, we also have the um, hakatori, and then the Bowman. All right. So which one do you recommend? I just had the hazy IPA. And if this was a flight, what would you say? Well, uh, my, my girlfriend, when it's tasting her, definitely would have an opinion uh, <laughs> in order in which you should drink beers in a flight. I usually don't care as much. but um, That's my kind uh, of guy right there. <laughs> Charlie and the Boomin are our two most popular beers. Really? Um, we opened in the summer two years ago and we didn't have a hazy ipa yet so uh the boomin being just like a refreshing belgian white ale um 
very quickly became our most popular beer. And I think when we still had the tasting room open, it still was like the beer that we moved through the fastest. Nice. Uh, and then second would be Charlie. And then after that would be any other hazy IPA or hyped beer that we would do like pastry sour or today we released the North Park collab uh, milkshake IPA with mangoes and lactose. Is that one just available as a, a growler? Uh, we have it just in uh, 16 ounce cans and four packs. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, we yielded a little bit more than what we packaged in the can, so we'll probably put some on just in case someone wants to come in and have a sample before they purchase it, but um, not much more than that. We're pretty much brewing everything just to go into cans these days. Right, yeah. right. You know, it, by the way, this, this Bowman is um, extremely refreshing. I can see how how this could be a a top when it comes down hot ass weather, which we're going to be having <laughs> very soon. Um, yeah, I, I can't help but uh, notice the 2019 Silver Award for the uh, American Beer Festival. Oh yeah, that was uh, it, it. Came as quite a shock to us. <laughs> just, uh, we're not uh, proud or believing what it is that we do, but just being our first year being open, going to our first G- GABF. Um, you know, we're sitting there at the awards. I think yeah, they named the bronze first, and we weren't mentioned. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not getting into this category. <laughs> and, uh, not that I was expecting to anyway. But then when they announced the silver, it was just Ryan and myself at the award ceremony. We were very much in shock. Uh, it was crazy. That's wild, man. You know, congratulations on that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a great accomplishment when it comes down to to beer. You know, there's so many out there, and to be recognized is definitely definitely a thumbs up. It was a it was a very exciting moment. I drank a lot of alcohol that day. <laughs> I should. I would celebrate. Too, man. I, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, and and talking about celebrating, um, so. When you when you drink, what is your favorite beer? I uh, my favorite beer that we make regularly is the Mexican Lager. It's like hands down my go-to. Okay. And okay. we've never packaged it in the cans before until today. So this morning was my favorite can day. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, that's awesome. I'm, probably, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go I pick some up tomorrow, man. Yeah, I'll have to get oh, that. Please, one. please do. I don't normally. Um, I've definitely worked at breweries where uh, drinking on the can line is not frowned upon. Um, <laughs> it, it's not my favorite thing to do, just because you have a lot of work to get done. Um, but I definitely, will have like the occasional beer when we're canning. Um, for the most part, sometimes things are just you know really heavy, and you start really early in the morning. But today. I definitely cracked a beer at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. hey, there it's, you go. It's, it's five o'clock somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's me during uh, every World Cup. Um, oh, I missed the World Cup. Very early. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. la- the last World Cup, um, Deuce and I, we <laughs> would wake up at five o'clock in the morning just to watch the ceremony. I'm, I'm chilling. We have a home a home bar. And um, I have my big screen, and um, 
we're there. My parents come in. They're like, it's it's nine. It's five o'clock, guys. It's come on. As I look, this this is the most important time of my life for one month. So please don't kill it. <laughs> like, let me drink at five o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> it is a very exciting time. Very very. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. I'm just glad it's what? not this year. Yeah, when is the next one? Um, let's see. It's every four years. So this was. Th- we have one, two more years. I think it's 2022. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so, and I believe they're gonna have it in Carta. Uh, oh. Because they they won. It's it's Carta. Then I think it's Russia, and then us. Right. So. so 12 years. Yeah. So we have 12 <laughs> years to go, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Before we could party with with the world again, because we had it once. We had it once here. Yeah. In, um, I think it was during the Clinton administration. Yeah. Um, it was like literally weeks after, like weeks before the scandal. I think because of the World Cup, um, the scandal happened. But uh, <laughs> you know, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So you know, that's. Thank you for you know. Do, doing this again and I, I i love hearing i love hearing stories man i love hearing stories so um you know what what's your kryptonite i know that's one we have, we have two very important questions that we always ask <laughs> um and then we have you know surprise questions um but what's your kryptonite any something that'll put you under the table okay so this is referring to the type of alcohol correct yeah um anything anything it doesn't have to be beer anything cocktails liquor i i to be honest these days i actually had this conversation with someone in the last couple of days Uh, (laughs) i used to be a touring musician and we were i was talking with my friend that i was in a band with okay and our life back then in comparison to now is just crazy <laughs> in comparison um I, I was saying like i i definitely drink a lot i probably drink on the higher end of the spectrum of like it's probably on the side of you shouldn't be drinking that much but hey man you're a rock star you gotta do it it's part, so of, it's part, yeah. it's part of the game <laughs> but I, I feel that the way i handle alcohol now not to be not that I'm mature by any means, but it's uh, like I will. There are lots of days that I would drink, but I don't drink to excess frequently. Okay. And I was saying to my business partner actually today, it's like I don't really remember, aside from like a bachelor party, the last time <laughs> that I consumed alcohol to the point where I was a mess. I, since maybe before when I was traveling around the country playing music right um but my favorite alcohol uh because i don't know if there's i mean there's stuff that i don't like and i don't know if that fits into the kryptonite category yeah, but course, i love yeah. whiskey that, that, that whiskey that you don't like whiskey i love whiskey oh you love oh, okay. whiskey okay me too i hate, I hate <laughs> it i can't i cannot deal with whiskey for the life of me <laughs> it might be my favorite thing whiskey and a piano great combo Ooh. there you go you know what just because you said piano Dueling, I, i'm down <laughs> <laughs> i i actually 
I, I used to live inside our brewery. I used to live uh, on top of the office in like a little loft space oh, for okay. years. Really? And just just this past November, we finally moved out of the brewery oh, and wow. found a little place in El Monte. And we had found a place with an like, extra room to where I could have an office, which is where I am right now. And <laughs> I... I have my mom's old piano in my office. Nice. And I said to myself today on my way home, maybe I'll go home and actually play the piano for once because I never do. I never play it. Really? And, and instead I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so so what what instrument do you play? Do you play piano or are you are you a different musician? Uh, piano, guitar, sing mostly. I think piano was probably my first instrument um i'm definitely not uh a great piano player i'm one of those like i can get by <laughs> i know the chords yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i can do a little bit of noodling I, i'm a better guitar player than i am a piano player but I'm so out of practice i stopped touring in 2010 oh, okay which is a weird thing when you play an instrument almost every day of your life Right, I could, yeah. I, you know, to uh, to just stop. That's, it's tough. I, I, I could, I could actually relate. Um, we're recording right now in my, in, in my little studio, uh, my little studio apartment, and um, I have all my guitars lined up on the wall. Um, I have my steel strings, my my nylon acoustics. Um, I, I have my my uh, my black Epiphone in my in a in, in another room separate. That's that's designated only for that. Like I just go in there, <laughs> turn on my black light and just start doing, I just play Snowblind by Black Sabbath over and over <laughs> and over again. Just because that's the only song I know the solo to. <laughs> but other than that, I'm just like riffing left and right. But um, I, I, I play classical, uh, classical mainly on the guitar. Um, so it's, it's fun. Yeah. But when, when, when was the you're last time you're well versed on the guitar than I am playing <laughs> classical over there? Not even, man. I just, you know, Domenico Scarlatti, a little, a little bit of a, a little bit of Mozart here and there. But um, I'm more of a, I like flamenco. I love flamenco. Flamenco's fun. I fuck with the Gypsy Kings. Yeah. <laughs> even though they're, they're I, uh, you know? I mean I, I have my guitars hanging on the wall too actually I have a violin because I started taking violin lessons oh, no uh, sure. a few oh, years ago that's dope. I probably pick that up more often and I'm not good at it at all <laughs> I think that's the, what it is is the challenge like alright I'm going to pick this up I learned how to play like one of the themes from Titanic okay and, <laughs> okay uh, I'll just put, I'll riff through that and see like see if I'm getting any better. You see, the, the, you got you gotta you gotta play some Irish jigs, man. Um, and yeah, I'll, I don't know if I'll get up to that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I I like the idea of being able to because I still have a recording studio like home studio setup. Nice. Um, I, I I like to say that I still write music, but I haven't written a song in at least a year. But I used to, you know, do the occasional, you know, actually finish a song and <laughs> produce and record. Uh, I just liked the idea of being able to have violin as a thing that I could add to a song if I needed to or right. wanted to. Yeah. But I haven't gotten to that level yet. Well, you know, 
I, I, I say drink more and play more. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads up to my next question. <laughs> there we go. The most fun one of all is a blackout story. So any blackout story, any of your choosing, um, you could keep it PG, you could keep it X-rated, you could do whatever you want, man. This is your moment to shine <laughs> of what you don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I, I read these questions earlier. I was like, I was busy. I didn't have time to think about it. Oh. It's funny that just now, I'm sure that I have a few but there is probably one that is like the the topper uh of embarrassment <laughs> uh but it's, it's definitely on the vulgar side that's fine man. Guys... we're 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 uh definitely explicit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i think the more the better trust if you listen to our previous episode you'll be like holy shit well many many years ago um my girlfriend and I currently have been together for like three and a half years. So this is long before the two of us ever met each other. Right, right. Uh, a different woman in my life. I wake up in the morning and I say to her, that's funny, why don't I have pants on? She's like, oh, I went to bed before you did. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's weird. She goes, can we get some breakfast? I said, yes, that does sound like a good idea. <laughs> and I put on some pants. We go and get some breakfast. My roommate calls me while we're eating and says, Hey, man, uh, it looks like a bobcat uh, like hopped over the wall to our patio and <laughs> took a shit all over one of our patio chairs. And it's no, just like perfectly bro. placed in the middle. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, Unless you did it. <laughs> and I said, um, let me call you back. <laughs> and I went to the bathroom uh, at the restaurant that we were at. It was like a hop or something. Uh-huh. And sure enough, I was filthy downstairs where that business <laughs> happens. <laughs> and uh, then I come back. <laughs> After cleaning myself up and uh, sit down at the table with my girlfriend, I was like, what was that? And then I had to come clean. And she's like, are you kidding me? I slept <laughs> in bed with you last night with your shitty ass right next to me. I mean, that's probably uh, the most ridiculously awful blackout story I have. Oh, you know that that's actually a great blackout that, yeah, story that's yeah. that definitely um is on the top charts <laughs> we we've had uh we've had a guy shoot a toilet and black out on the side of a hotel <laughs> right. um we've had a at the top. yeah right um so just the fact that your friend thought it was a bobcat that shit all <laughs> over um that's that that that's pretty awesome man so you you have uh bobcat shit <laughs> Which is pretty cool. I, I think know. he knew it was me, and he just wanted to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty dope, man. Thank you for sharing that story. He, I don't know why he had that kind of trust in me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing I know you mentioned, and, and um, actually I've, I've been hearing a lot of uh, breweries talking about making wine. Yeah. And so so what are you um, concocting and 
and I know you're I know it's this thing is happening right now but um what are you guys thinking about putting out later in the future well we officially got our wine license in January because the state of California uh, passed some law where they were going to stop being pains in the asses right. about this topic <laughs> we had applied for everything uh, well over a year ago wow wow um, we have a friend, Yaku, who is our winemaker. He's from South Africa, and his brother is also a winemaker in New Zealand. He just has a lot of history in this. And he, last year, said, all right, let's, let's do this thing. So around harvest time, I don't remember how many varietals we got in grapes, but the way he, you know, broke everything up. I, I don't know a ton about winemaking other than you do not have to be as sanitary as you do with beer and it's crazy to watch oh, okay. the really? stuff that happens in the wine world where like you could just never do that making beer. Um, I think he told me the other day that we'll technically have 12 different wines. 12? And wow. Yeah. Uh, and I could be wrong on that number but that the idea is that we have this many that are pretty much ready to go uh, on Tuesday. We're actually having a uh, tasting and blending panel with him, my business partner, uh, my girlfriend, and then another friend of his who is, I guess, a a wine expert of some sort. So oh, that way, you know, he, he at least because you know we can't gather in large groups at the moment, but at least yeah. he can get three opinions at least. We have had one before. Right, <laughs> We're not no, exactly definitely. experts, but uh, at least he'll get three extra opinions. And he'll have his own, and he's already taken some of the wine back to New Zealand and had his brother try them and give him feedback. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I can't speak too much on it. Uh, I know that... Um, I'm going to sound like a real dummy. Uh, I know that <laughs> we're going to release a, a rosé. Okay. Um, yeah. Try, hey, Matt. Hey, look. Bro. Look, look. Before before you continue, before <laughs> before you continue, bro. I don't know jack shit about wine. You could right. you could say it's it's a it's it's a rosé monet, and I'll be like, yeah, dude, whatever. Is does it taste good? So yeah, as yeah. long as it tastes good. But but um know. but yeah, the reason why I was asking is because I, I, I even though I'm not a huge wine drinker, um my wife and like a lot of her friends and yeah, my, a lot my, of people my, my girlfriend they, also they, too. they um they drink a lot of wine and so i've been noticing a trend that a lot of the breweries that we've been talking to they're like yeah we're, we're starting to open um you know some some the wine breweries, options yeah. and so you mentioned that it, it, the that a bill was passed so um, breweries can can do this like what what happened earlier this year that made this possible um, they really had just some archaic uh, rules um, when it came to producing different types of alcohol. And so cider falls into the wine category. Really? A lot of breweries, that's like the first thing that you want to jump to do. It's like, yeah. obviously, great to expand your market, especially for the people who are gluten intolerant or just choose right. to have a gluten-free uh, diet. Right. Um, they just so many things that they finally got rid of you used to not be able to use the same vessel you couldn't even use the same forklift 
what? to move wine. Like all equipment that was for the brewery had to be used for the brewery. It was for the winery had to be used for the winery. We originally had built a partition to separate the brewery from the winery. That is no longer required, even though we built it, had an inspection, uh, tore it down so we could do the concrete work. And the plan was to put it back up again, but now we don't have to put it back up. So we just have this extra wood. I was thinking about making a sandbox for my dog. But, uh, <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm a construction you know, It's just a lot of things that, uh, you know, it's been done this way for so long. Nobody knows why anymore. They just know these are the rules and they'll give you some wiggle room if they want to. Right. Right. So, so. Do you think that this or those rules were like they stuck around during the prohibition, maybe, or like right after? I'm, I'm sure most rules come down to taxes. Pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how this particularly applies because uh, obviously us bringing in another product is another uh, item that can be taxed, so that should be good. Uh, it's just. You know, government job. You have a rule, a rule is a rule. We're going to stick to that. Do as little work as possible. I, for one, am excited because I'm not a huge wine drinker, but that's just because I know of, like, maybe three. Right. right. <laughs> San Antonio Winery. Right. <laughs> Stella Rose. And whatever I could find cheapest at Beverly. or something, right? <laughs> and that's it. And so, like, now that I'm going to have a lot of different options. And from breweries that we love. That we love. Then I'll go, like, okay, cool. Let me try that. Yeah. Well, something that we are really excited about. Obviously, everyone's excited to eventually open back up. Uh, because we produce so many different varietals, it's not, uh, I mean, I was going to. A dumb pun. Uh, not a ton of wine, but uh, <laughs> it, it it didn't make sense for us the first year to try to put into a package outside of serving it in the tasting room. Also, to keep it to where we could you know make money back off of the investment we made to make this wine. And Yaku, our winemaker, is really talented, and I think he makes great wine. So mm. uh, it will be exciting when we can open up because. The wines are pretty much right now. Like our plan was to release wine in May, so we're at that moment. Yeah. It's just we're gonna have to wait to see how that unfolds, and we may end up bottling it if we have to. I, I, but I personally think like that's gonna double your clientele. Of course, our no, triple. That, oh yeah, we easily. We always knew know. that we wanted to have some diversity. Yeah. Um, we still plan on eventually, uh starting our own food truck because we weren't able to do pizza the way we wanted to but if we operate as our own uh mobile food vendor and just as a separate business we would be able to provide food to guests when they come in and that's something we wouldn't have to rely on an outside food vendor um i'm not sure if you guys have any experience with that but people can be pretty flaky we've had some great relationships yeah. over the last <laughs> yeah. year but yeah we we've we've been to a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of breweries so the reason why deuce and i started the podcast um was pretty much again to to let everybody know about local breweries also review the beer and service and everything that we experienced there and there have been a few um you know a few locations where they're you know we're excited to go try out their beer but of course buddha that booze is always good with food yeah um and 
you know, they're telling us, oh yeah, the food truck's coming in an hour. All right, cool. We're chilling for an hour. I'm already shit face. I'm like, dude, I need a fucking taco. And never show up. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm post mating. Um, yeah. And they show up hella late. Sometimes they don't show up at all. Um, so I definitely, I definitely understand like the the sense of urgency when it comes down to making sure that your patrons are getting fed while they're enjoying your beverage. Yeah, so they're not getting too drunk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to keep buying. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Need some stamina. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You know that's that's one thing. You know uh, we definitely want to pace and uh, drink responsibly, of course. Of course. Of course. You use know, a ride share. Use a ride sharing. If you're, if you're drunk or if you're driving, please pull over. Call AAA. Don't be stupid. Um, make sure that you know you take care of your lives and everybody around you. Um, that's my soapbox for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one, uh, I think that's only one question I didn't ask. Oh, um, how many uh, beers do you have on tap? Um, right now, I think it's around 20. Okay. Yeah. I think we have, as of today, because we just released three beers today, I think we have seven or eight uh available in four packs okay which is which is definitely the most that we've ever had at the time in the past we always would release two beers at a time blow through them and then like we'd be out of cans until the next can run but this is the new way of business we're just carrying everything so it's kind of exciting i i get excited about the can releases because it's it's a crazy long day but it's the product that you make that you love and it's going into a package that i also design and i do love and it's just an an exciting moment to have yeah this thing you created inside of a thing you created right absolutely um i for one love art so yes. I appreciate that every single thing I bought has some artwork on it because I know that, um, and I'm I'm sure it's because of COVID, but a lot of people it'll just be the name <laughs> of the beer, right? And this is a blank can, and I'm like, oh man, like I wanted to see some artwork, but um, I, I like the fact that everything that we purchased from you guys, um, it has some artwork on it, um, so is that on all of your cans or um because of what's going on it's only on some of them um i mean if you get crowlers the 32 ounce cans we ran out of labels i think yesterday they're supposed to arrive on monday and then we have a full palette of crowlers that are shrink wrapped next week uh but it is an unfortunate thing nobody knew this was coming right and the can industry just got inundated with just so much demand that the, uh, there's one company, Crowler Nation, out of Colorado that supplies so many breweries. And there's instantly, they're like, we will not be able to fill any orders for six weeks. And so what? a lot of people wow. were like, what am I going to do? Uh, and this is for shrink wrap cans. This isn't for blank cans. Right. So a lot of people had to switch to that. And we used to shrink wrap all of our cans, but we bought a label applicator. We're buying labels on a roll, and I'm individually labeling single cans just so they have artwork on them. But 
I think we're gonna and I'm going through this weekend with the, just the 32 ounce cans where I'll have Office Depot labels that say the brewery address, the name of the beer, the ABV, like all the things that are required by law to be on the can. But they, right. those guys won't look so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable, but at least it has your name on it. And, you know, people like that. I mean, especially if they're supporting your brewery, they, they want to feel like, yeah, I got an Ogopogo yeah. <laughs> stamp of approval can as opposed to something that's just blank. Yeah, no, and 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 on top on top of that, like a lot a lot of the breweries we go to, we keep the cans or we buy a cup, um, just to just to show it off and and support. Um, so yeah, you know, like I like Deuce was saying, the artwork is amazing. So first of all, kudos on that, man. Holy shit, I, I dig it. I'm an artist too. Um, I, I I make different sculptures and uh, more in terms of like bar stuff. I I, I cut glass which is kind of fun um but yeah so thumbs up on on that but i know right now is definitely a struggle um and and i want i just want a, a round of applause and a you know yeah. a, a thank you for for doing all the work and and supplying us with awesome beverage man yes awesome beverage we did we, we just opened up the um hakaturi and can, can you explain what that is yeah um, and there's uh, a story in Maori mythology in New Zealand. Um, I forgot the guy's name. I think it was Rata. Uh, he was on a quest. I think he was sent by his father to do something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he cut down a tree in this forest and he was going to make a canoe out of it. And he goes to sleep. He wakes up. The tree is no longer cut down and it's back planted into the ground. I don't understand what the hell is happening here. Cuts the tree down again and he hides and he sees the Hakaturi, uh -huh. which are these like uh, uh, spirit, like fairies that live in the forest, they're protectors of the forest. And he sees them like bring the tree back together and put it back in the ground. And he stops them and explains what his intentions were. And I said, oh, well, all you have to do is ask. And then they built him a canoe so he could carry on with his quest. Oh. And uh, the beer has all New Zealand hops in it. So that's why oh, I looked no at me. Oh. Hey, it's, it's very tasty. So so what is this thing going on? So um, Jay and I both have always been in agreement that we do not like IPAs for the right, most part. Right, for the most part. But I don't know, for the last three months though, every IPA I've had, very tasty. I love your guys' IPA. I don't I don't have that huge hop at the end of it. It it just nothing but flavor. And I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> this is a double um, yeah. Are you having mostly hazy IPAs? I've I've had different ones, double, uh, hazy, like just different ones that I've had like a year ago, not even that long ago. A year ago, we go to beer festival. Um, IPAs have always been a strong thing at everything at that everything we, go we go to, and they usually have this huge hop taste, and I just don't, I never liked that, so I would never want to drink it. So uh, to to add on, to add on top of what Deuce is saying, my 
first introduction to IPAs was Racer <laughs> 5, bro. Yes, yes. And that was a big no-no on my behalf because I tried it and I gave it to my <laughs> to my girlfriend's dad. And he's like, why the fuck did you give me like cologne to drink? And I'm like, dude, I bought it from BevMo. Like, I thought it, it looked cool, man. You're into cars it was and like, shit. It was a great picture. It, it was cool. <laughs> he's like, dude, you just gave me fucking cologne. And I was like... Man, just drink the shit. It was expensive. <laughs> I think Racer 5 was probably my first IPA as well. Really? Um, I think a lot has changed. Um, as the style has progressed, people stopped searching the bitterness that you would get in producing these hoppier beers. And that's the whole thing, the, the West Coast or hazy IPA. And it was, you know, just a lot uh, less information when those styles were first being made when the craft beer scene was really growing. Oh, okay. Uh, um, nowadays, people are you know, giving the hops or the alpha acids in the hops less exposure to higher temperatures. And so in the past, people are, you know, putting hops in all throughout the boil. Now people are putting them as close to the end of the boil as possible. And we're even... Uh, recirculating the wort uh, through our heat exchanger to get it down in temperature to around like 180, 170 degrees because at lower temperatures you are getting, you're extracting less of the bitterness out of, out of the hops. And so that has definitely been a thing. Uh, water treatment, people are definitely paying more attention to uh, what their water is made up of. Yeah, Some people yeah, have important. RO systems, so they just have plain water to start with and then they can add everything to bring it to the chemistry that they want the water to be. Uh, we send our water off and get it tested so that way I can have a kind of accurate idea of what's in it and then I can build our water up the way that we want it to and that also plays a huge role in the finished product especially in these hoppy beers. Okay, that brings up another question. So, what makes Ogopogo different? Is it is it that, or is it um, maybe a multiple, uh, a multitude of things? Um, to be honest, I, I this is a weird one. I always dance around this kind of thing, but <laughs> I don't. I don't really think. And by no means is this like an arrogant thing. I don't think making beer. Like a good beer is that difficult. Uh, there's so much information available now. Right. Uh, it's like, I guess it's just attention to detail, I think, has probably always been the most important thing for me. Um, I, I know so many brewers, and we're all really anal about process. So I don't think that it sets us apart from anyone else. Uh, I think we're just a fun brewery. We don't take ourselves too seriously um i really don't like false hype we'll never <laughs> like release a small number of cans just to say that we sold out in a short period of time whenever we package we try to produce a decent amount so this is enough to go around um and we know that we are san gabriel's brewery and yeah it's uh it's pretty darn fun most <laughs> of the time <laughs> No, and that's that's super dope. And you know, we we we've, we've been we've been following you um, on on the Instagrams, and 
yeah. we, you know we 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 keep up i mean personally just because of ogopogo like <laughs> um we, we the first time we went one of your uh beer tenders um i forgot his name but it was a it was a dude that he's like oh i was on that side of the i was on that side of the bar for a long time and now i'm on this side of the bar yeah he's like i was a consumer and now i work here <laughs> um was, that's probably sean yeah there you go, yeah. <laughs> there we go yeah. um that, that was the first time uh we were um we went and um it was it was it was a cool like it was such a cool vibe yeah you know very knowledgeable um I, is it, it, I, since i haven't been there for a while i haven't been there in a, in a bit um i hope i hope everybody's good i remember i i believe um there is another uh, there was a lady there, there was a lady day. there yeah. and she was in charge of the taste and of the tasting which i'm assuming right. is probably your uh, I mean, the shorter of the two females allison that's my girlfriend she's allison. the tasting room manager uh i guess everyone calls her Allie. yeah but i, I call her allison it's always a, a, a bit confusion confusing <laughs> i don't know I don't know why people can't. Is she? Is she? Is she? Kind of, is she very hype? Very loud? Like she likes to talk, right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that was her. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, but that's what we loved about. It. Like, I feel like if you have a a brewery or whatever you do in life, if I ask you a question about it, you shouldn't just be like, oh, you know. She was very excited about it. Uh, she was opinionated about what, opinionated what we should try, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and sure. we loved it. We was like, okay, great. Like, yeah, I'll that, try that's it. that's what I wanted to hear, <laughs> you know, and that that's that's why we kept on reaching out to you and and it's like um, and again, thank you so much. It's an honor, Jason, for you to be on our show, yeah. just because um, you know we we do definitely enjoy the beers, and um, we want our audience to also hear, um, you know, everything about what we could do for Ogopogo, um, and. Yeah, so um, if you, if you can, just so for the audience and and you know all of our listeners li- uh, hearing us today, um, what's the best way we can support you? Uh, what's your website uh, and, and so, uh, social media? Um, I mean, I guess best way to support us is to drink more. Yeah, uh, there we go. Doesn't seem to be a problem for people right now, right? Uh, <laughs> but our our website is ogopogo brewco.com because someone already purchased Ogopogo Brewing even though there's no actual really? website it's just people who sell domain names wow. I don't know why I haven't caved and bought it already um, that's probably because we've just been using this for years now and, and then yeah social media just Ogopogo Brewing um, we uh, I, I do our social media I can't wait till that stops <laughs> uh, so it's it's nothing fancy, you know. Probably a lot of selfies of me. Oh no! Oh, so that that brings up. Okay, so since you take care of the social media, I have a question: Who are these monsters that pop up once in a while? <laughs> so Please tell I me work, the story about that work, because I'm staring at my screen like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? When I worked at Mason Aleworks, because I had like some, you know, I had a lot of graphic design background. They asked if I'd be interested as the assistant brewer to handle the social media as well. Like, oh yeah, Jason's artistic. And I thought <laughs> it would be really fun to use Jar Jar Binks in a lot of posts. And yeah. 
they uh the owners didn't get it they said i don't understand what you're doing with this jar jar he's like the most hated star wars character of all time and <laughs> i love you like, no 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 you guys you guys are wrong i'm on to something here this is gonna <laughs> generate a, a fan base and i'm like Totally full of shit, but just <laughs> so they started deleting my posts. No <laughs> way! And they had Jar Jar in them. What the fuck? And then you know, since opening our place, sometimes it is that moment. It's like you should have someone there checking you on your your business to make sure you're not making dumb decisions. But <laughs> I think I even, I even posted the other day. I was like uh, in in Gungan saying. We're uh, running out of things to post. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Uh, no. Well, it's weird. It's up. weird coming up with content in the COVID. I mean, yeah. You got to post something. <laughs> Keep on doing it, man. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm in the toilet looking at my Instagram. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love it. Ugh. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. Tough oh. flies. Yeah, no, yeah. no, definitely. Hey, and Jason, thank you so much for doing this for us and with us. You're the best. Ogo Pogo. Please, everybody, check them out. Do you want to say anything to our audience um, before you head out? Um, I, I don't have anything clever uh, planned to say. I was caught off guard just now. <laughs> no, you're good, man. But we'll go ahead and put the information on our uh, bar.chats on our Instagram. Yeah. Also on barchats.net. Yeah. Um, on our website. And um, we'll be on a lot more streaming uh, platforms. We just got the clearance. Well, we're going to be getting clearance for Pandora and a bunch of other ones. But we're on yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, um, all the important ones. Not saying that Pandora isn't. But hey, you know what? They didn't want to give us a green light, so, you know, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're there now. We're yeah. there now. We love them. We love them. Um, but, Jason, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Bar Chats and, and making awesome beer, not just for us people, um, Bar Chats, our bar nuts out there, uh, but the community and supplying SGV with awesome beer and amazing amazing content on your instagram yeah please continue yeah, continue <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for having me thank you so much again jason we'll see you soon man thank you all right bye 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 that was amazing guys i'm telling you man i think uh i think we're on to something <laughs> Deuces is over here grubbing on a double double. <laughs> that, that I'm po- so hungry right now. Fucking Jar Jar Binks. Oh man. Hey, you know what? Jason and the whole crew at Ogo Pogu, thank you so much for all your service that you're doing to the community, to us, to everybody. Uh, we had a great episode. Great episode, man. Um, then, Love the upside down umbrellas that right. basically mimic water right isn't that, that true? that's awesome bro that's super dope. I, I love like accidents that just work beautiful accidents beautiful accidents man yeah 
They always work, man. We we had a couple of those. We, yes, we have. <laughs> we, we've had a couple of those. We've had a couple. Of, I, um. So okay. So we talked about Charlie, which is um a hazy IPA. Hazy IPA. Idaho's uh, sea serpent. Yes. That was Idaho. So Idaho right? sea serpent. Okay. Okay. Let me let me look up. You know the Google's guys. The Google. The Google's. Shout uh, out what to was, Google. What was this one? Hakatori. Hakatori. Um, what what was that one at? Um, that one is out of New Zealand. Um, he, yeah. He gave the awesome story about um, the the warrior who um, was cutting down tree, and the Hakatori came out and said, "What the fuck? Uh, all you had to do is just ask," and they made him a canoe. Um, which yeah. Is pretty dope. Yeah. So uh, Hakatori, uh, Hakatori, uh, a Maori mythology. The Hakatori are guardians of the forest. They um, are responsible for guarding the forest and um, to avenge any desecration of the sacredness. Love it. So let, love it. All right. Um, it's how how do you spell that that word? Is M U R I M M? Oh, I'm like I went out of it already. Fuck. But, uh, let me go back. Hold on, hold on. So it's M A with the like line right. over it, O R I. I think it's Maori. Maori. Yeah, the New Zealand Maori. It's uh, they also do the. Oh, shout out to the the New Zealand All Blacks. Woo! Shout out to the New Zealand All Blacks. Um, um, yes, I do like rugby. That's a fun fact for Jay. Jay loves everything that most people don't like. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, everyone. I'm just kidding. No, rugby is a fun sport, man. I, it took me a while to get into it because I was like, uh, is this football or what? Right. Is this it is soccer, football, wrestling. Uh, What's going on right now? But um, yes, the Maori, I think it, I think it's pronounced Maori. And yeah. um, it is the, the Maori warriors also have the Hakka dance. Ah. Um, the Hakka, I, don't, I'm, I think I'm mispronouncing that, but I know it's Maori because I got yelled at by a uh, Maori new zealander and it's like that you know you know you say maori i'm like okay cool i can't roll my r's for shit even though i'm puerto rican i don't i've never heard a puerto rican roll their r's i could be wrong i know my dad will probably stab me for saying that but it's okay um it's all good fidel castro, fidel castro still loves me yeah <laughs> um and then i know we had the uh the boom oh in, yeah right? we have the booming the booming the booming uh, this booming. is a Belgian white ale, five percent. Five percent. Also, a Great American Beer Festival 2019 silver winner. Hey, which congratulations, he gave this, Uncle Which he gave the story that they were kind of like, "What the fuck?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. That tells you a lot about the brewery itself. Um, you know, very modest, as you heard. Jason, a great guy. Um, you know, we reached out to them. We hit up their spot. And hey, thank you again for that service. Yeah, of what you're really, doing, really, really appreciate that. But the Bowman, uh, the Bowman, uh, I think it was like a bastardized version of like, um, the, I think it's a bastardized version of the Boogeyman, basically for for American folklore. Yeah, um, but it has to do something with Ohio, some weird shit with Ohio. Yeah, I was able to find it earlier, but you know, Google sometimes it doesn't work. Although uh, we love Google, Google sponsor us, please. Please, please. <laughs> we need sponsorships, <laughs> and we're gonna continue the show. Fuck it, I don't know what's going on, dude. This thing's really fucking good. <laughs> Almost. <Man. laughs> it is amazing, my friend. 
Um, uh, Bullman, uh, originally uh, known as Boozman, meaning he was noisy, uh, which he could be, but his name was later bastardized to Booman. Translation: Booman. Oh, boo man. Yeah, like boo. <laughs> like the boo man. Um, if you look at the cover, which I'll take a picture and I'll it, post it, it on Bar, Ch- uh, Bar Chat's uh, um, Instagram. Uh, it's basically the boogeyman. Dude. It's, it's the boogeyman. It's the dude bro. like hiding in the damn closet. It's you the know fucking that all kids, men, women, and grownups are all scared of. Uh, so yeah, that's basically what what it basically is. Um, but yeah, Silver Award winner 2019. Um, congratulations on that. It, um, they also have a little like description on the back of it, and it says "Boo Man" on on the back of it. A Dutch boogeyman. That's basically what it says on there. Yeah, a Dutch boogeyman. Yeah. And the one we didn't talk about, but honestly, is low key really really fucking really good. Really fucking good is this is damn this, cider. <laughs> this, this dry <laughs> apple cider at six <laughs> percent, and it says uh, on the back of it, it says many years ago I said to my mom. Oh no no. Many years ago, me, sorry. Many years ago, I said to my son, "You know, you must learn from the ways of Toiletti Petucci," and which I'm probably I... saying that wrong. Yeah, that's Jay staring at it. You know. Uh, yeah, bro, you said Toiletti. Uh, Toiletti Petucci, I think. Yeah, um, I think you got it right because it's like Versace. Says, it's a it's a it's a very beautiful can. Um, Definitely looks like something that belongs in the woods. Uh, yeah. It tastes really good. Um, it, it's it's so like light. You know the one question I forgot to ask him. What should should we drink it with ice? Oh, you know what? Yeah, because because we have found that ciders a lot of times taste better with ice. Yeah. But this one, I don't think we need it, but we should try it though. Yeah, we'll we'll At definitely try, we'll try it. it. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll try it. Um, but yeah, because I know uh, Strongbow. Tastes Strongbow, amazing bomb with ice. with ice, amazing with ice, and uh, recordling. Yeah, recordling tastes amazing with ice. Exactly. And how did I find that out? I saw it in we a commercial. It. No, I saw it in a commercial. I got hungover and I needed a, a cure, so they had a cider, and I was like, "Fuck it, give me a cup with ice." And the bar and the the waiter looked at me crazy. I'm like, uh, "Just give me a cup with ice. I'm hungover. Give me a fucking burger." And give me a cup of ice with my um, my strongbow. You you want to know how I found out? How? So I went to um, a beer fest. Really? Yeah. So I went to a beer fest with someone that I used to date back in the day, and um, it was an LA beer fest. Uh-huh. And Recorderling was there. And Recorderling was there. Never heard of them. Don't really like ciders like that. Right. But they were the only one open because everybody else was going to these places that had IPAs. <laughs> I'm just being honest. So right. I was like, well, let's go over here because no one's over here. Right. And they have four different flavors and they were all bomb as shit. And every single thing that they gave us, they poured some ice in first. And then poured the drink. And I looked at them crazy because I was like, nobody does that. That's like sacrilege, right? Right, right. And you never pour ice inside beer. It, 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 you, you, kill the, you kill the flavor. It was so good, man. You see? It was so good. And after that, I was like, okay, every cider I have, I'm going to try it with ice. If I don't like it by itself, I'm going to try it with the ice first. So I, I, found, I found out there's certain ciders you should drink with ice. And it's the ones that have a hollow, hollow body. The ones with the hollow body ciders are the ones that you drink with ice. The ones that have more of a rich, um, full body feel, 
uh, similar to reds. I don't recommend pouring ice in red. Right. Uh, because it's it'll really really water it down and it'll make it taste weird. But honestly, I haven't tried a red in a cool minute. I haven't I haven't seen red at the 7-Eleven. You know, just so busy drinking these microbrewery beers. You know. Right. I haven't I haven't even I haven't even bothered. Um, Ace. I know uh, my sister likes Ace a lot. Love Ace. Um, you know, when we go out and about and I don't want to drink too heavy, I get myself an Ace, maybe a pineapple, um, maybe a pear. Right. Um, I've tried I've tried a black velvet with a fucking Ace and a Guinness, um, <laughs> which that's that's pretty fun. But um, yeah, this one I, I definitely want to you know I'll, I'll we'll definitely hit him up again. We'll hit him on the side and we'll ask him: Should we drink it with ice? Should we not? Right. Um, I didn't even think of that because I was so engulfed into the conversation. Yeah. You know, again, shout out to Jason and his crew because they're providing SGV with amazing, amazing brews. Yeah, I love the beer. I love the concept. I love mythology. So right. This is right up my alley. Oh, uh, oh, by the way, Assassin's Creed is going Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, wow. So now we're going into the Norse theology. Okay. So we have Roman, Egyptian. Now we got Norse. Fuck, this is going to be lit. <laughs> That's going to be dope. Anywho, you know, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Please check out our Instagram, our Facebook, our website, and all of our social medias. Um, and, you know, we, we got a lot of stuff. I know right now is a very hard time for everybody. Super hard time for everybody. But... We're here as long as you're there, and we're there as long as you're here. Absolutely. And no matter what you do, or where you go, sip something. Only time it feel right when the drink pro. All my flaws and woes, they